0: Hi! Welcome to Unleash Ministries Podcast, where Pastor Nathan Sanford will guide us through daily Bible studies, prophetic revelations, and life-changing encounters with the Father's love. Join us for near-daily content as we dive into the Word of God. All right, here we go. Welcome back. We're going to continue again in our first Peter journey. Last week we talked about like human institutions because Peter's talking about um, you know submitting to them. We talked about maybe the times to do that, maybe there's times not to do that depending on the, the circumstances and what's going on. Of course, Peter didn't do it a lot of times. Eventually, got him killed. So we talked about that. We talked about we've been talking about what kind of people these were, who this was sent to, like kind of the circumstances that that they were under and the things that they really needed to know and they needed to be focused on. And we we talked about how what, the kind of persecution they were going to be under. So, and then and then of course how awesome Jesus is. Peter talks about how incredible he is, and then he talks about how incredible you are because of Jesus. And then he says, basically, because of who you are, this is how you're going to act. Again, this is kind of just summing up everything that we've talked about thus far, as far as First Peter's concerned. So we're going to keep on going. Um, First Peter two verse eighteen. And again, this is yet another scripture that has been severely twisted over the years. So the the first one about, you know, doing everything the government says, I don't know if, if you know this, but many Nazis were out preaching this and they actually gave out some pamphlets for pastors and, and especially throughout the Catholic Church, but other churches that had to basically uh, speak these scriptures to them in terms of doing everything the government tells you to do um, without question. And so... You know the Bible can be used to say kind of anything you want it to say, and it can be massively twisted by men, which is why it's so so important that we use hermeneutic hermeneutical principles and and, and good sound exegesis to do our best that we possibly can do both with our mind and with our heart to come to what the Scripture says. And and I I just also I can't emphasize enough that. The tragedy it is that, that a lot of people, and, and sometimes I even would say most people, who who write commentaries, and bless the guys that write commentaries. Thank you so much, you guys who write commentaries, because they're super helpful. But at the same time, the Word of God oftentimes is taught either by people who are just not in love. Like, they're they're not in love with God. They're not in love with Jesus. Um, and so, you know, whenever you have somebody teaching the Word with that isn't in love, you get kind of a weird understanding of it. Um, or you get people who are teaching it out of their best hearts, but they're just kind of regurgitating and barfing up what they heard their pastor say, and he heard his pastor say, and somehow that's the way it is. And they just don't have the theological education and the understanding to kind of get as best of a meaning as we can. So I really think you have to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul. It's like everything has to be completely in love with him. And then we'll get as close to it as we can to the meaning of the scriptures and to, to teaching them and to living them and to walking it out. Because, you know, either I've seen people come under bonds of religion where it's just, you know, they're under such lies of religion. And the, the Bible has been used to justify the prison of lies and, and garbage that they sit under while their arms and their hearts are tied behind their backs in the name of what the Bible says. Or I've seen, you know, the other side of that is just craziness, where it's like, believe whatever you want, and it's all good, and all roads lead to heaven, and all that nonsense. So... Gosh, we need people who are in love with Jesus, who have some kind of theological training and who are teaching, preaching and living the word of God in love and in truth and in the new covenant without a mixture of the old covenant. Because we do not want to be somehow some hybridized covenant, which is almost all that I see around me right now. We need a pure, powerful Go get you. Holy cow. This is the new covenant spoken and lived in absolute broken, laid down love with total freedom in Christ under grace with a pure new covenant coming forth in power and glory. Like that's what we need right now. So let's continue in first Peter two verse 18, which again, this was used by white slave owners in the South to justify slavery and to basically say that the abolitionists who were working against slavery essentially had no right to do so. So let's go ahead and read it and you tell me what you think. Verse uh, two, uh, sorry, 1 Peter 2 verse 18 says this, Servants, be submissive to your masters with all respect, not only to those who are good and gentle, but also to those who are unreasonable or literally perverse. So I want to just stop right there. And, And so as you can see, you can see white slave owners in the South, in America, in both the 17 and 1800s, basically being like, "Yeah, see, um, all you slaves, you need to do everything that we say, even if we suck." And I, I just, I just want to point out a couple of things. First of all, it's like why in, anybody who's filled with the Spirit is never going to use the Scripture to simply apply it to those who are under them. It's, it's the same thing as like a guy taking a Scripture, a husband taking a Scripture to his wife and saying, look, you need to do everything I say, because it says for you to submit to me. Like, if you're approaching someone with that, it ceases to be the word of God. And I just have to tell you guys, and I'll say it again and again and again, the word of God coming from someone who is not in love, working from love and from a broken place of humility, ceases to be the word of God. And you're like, wait, well, how can that be? Well, remember in the garden, in, in the, the wilderness, when, when uh, Jesus was being tempted by Satan, right? In the wilderness, what did he use to tempt him? Well, he used the Word of God, and in that case, the Word of God ceased to be the Word of God because it was being wielded by the enemy. I don't mean the words aren't the Word of God. Of course, the Bible always word is the Word of God. When God speaks something, it's His Word. But when His words are taken and used by a spirit that is not in alignment with love, it, it ceases to become the Word of God because it becomes something else that's used to torment, torture, and put people in prison. So, you know, I've seen husbands who are not believers trying to use the word of God to get their wife to do something that they want them to do sexually. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, like that is so perverse and so far from the love of God. To You don't take scriptures like that and try and get people to do what you want to do. You take scriptures like that and have your will bent to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, and it period. Like you don't use it ever to lord it over people and to somehow— get them to perform or do what you want them to do it's like holy smokes like my job is to free you as a bible teacher and a pastor in christ jesus my my job is to break bonds off of you to free you to set you free to fill you up to fill you with glory and to get you charging forth in jesus name not not to give you another rule to follow not to put another link in the chain around your neck so that religion can strangle the life out of you My job is to love you to life and to set you free in Jesus' name. So if I ever use, or anybody you're listening to uses a scripture to put yet another work upon you, to put yet another thing you have to perform, to put yet another bond of slavery around your neck in the name of being righteous or in the name of being holy or in the name of honoring God or doing what the Bible says, like just throat punch them for me so I don't have to do it. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not. I'm not calling for actual violence. Um, all I'm saying is, like, I'm so sick of it. Like, don't listen to it. Do not listen to it. If you're not being emboldened, filled, set free, broken free, I'm uh, um, um, set free from sin, set free from bondage, set free from lies, set free from religion, and and born into the absolute broken, laid down love of God, and 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 completely empowered and filled and absolutely overwhelmed with the love of God do not listen to somebody. Don't listen to them. I'm not saying every single time that happens with everything they say, but I am saying in general, that should be happening to whoever you're listening to. And if it isn't, you're listening to the wrong person. I'm sorry. You're just listening to the wrong person. It's just another religious talking head that's saying yet again, what the church is doing wrong, and here's how we should do it right. And here's more performance for you. And here's how you have dropped the ball. And here's how perform, perform, perform. Like, I'm over it. I'm sick and tired of it. Like, it's time for the Word of God to go forth in love and power and grace and joy that's freeing everyone from bondage, whether it's bondage from sin or bondage from silly religious rules and setting them free into who they are in Christ Jesus to walk, live, and bring the kingdom here on earth in power and glory. That's what we're for. That's what we should be doing. And if we're not doing that as pastors and teachers, we shouldn't be pastors and we shouldn't be teaching. And that goes for me too. So I'm coming before the Lord with bended knee every time and asking him, Lord, make me this kind of man make me the kind of man that could actually bring forth the word of God and power. And I even get kind of emotional about thinking about it because I want to bring his love to a lost generation. I want to set them free and I want them to know the King. And And I just think about how this scripture has been used, be submissive to your masters with all respect and, and being told to, to slaves in the South, like, oh my gosh, like telling them, no, continue to be beaten and treated like garbage because God wants you to do it. It's like, who could take that and say this? So, so first of all, I want you to understand the word he uses here as servants is not what we would usually use. Uh, or sometimes this is translated slaves, which is why they use the word slave. But the word is not um, douloi here, which would be the, 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 the plural of servants or doulos, which would be the singular. It's not douloi, which you would normally have as a servant or slave. It's actually oikonai. And oikonai is is a different word. It's not usually used for your typical slave. It's like used for your domestic servant. Like oikonai, the root of that is oikos. And oikos is where we get our word for house. So this is like house, like your domestic servant. That's the word that he uses. So he's not even talking about what would be a normal like kind of slave situation. He's talking about like a domestic servant, almost somebody that kind of works full time for someone else in their house. And he's saying those people be submissive to your masters, first of all. In other words, all he's saying is, I don't know if you guys know this, but at the time there could have been people who were servants and their masters could have been, and they could have been like the leader of the church and their masters could actually be congregants in the church. So they, in that context would actually have um, authority over them. And what he's saying is like, look, no matter your position in the world, um, we need to, to always be uh, respectful and to be respectful and awesome to everyone, to not, not just because they're good leaders. In other words, he's saying those who are good and gentle, but also to those people who stink. He says, For this finds favor if for the sake of conscience towards God a person, this is verse 19, um, For this finds favor if for the sake of conscience towards God a person bears up under sorrows when suffering unjustly meaning if you're a servant and your master is treating you like garbage and you still come back with love and respect and honor this this absolutely pleases the lord essentially is what he's saying cuz you're suffering unjustly and he says for what credit is there if when you sin and are harshly treated you endure it with patience in other words like what what credit or what like what good is it in other words for you to to when you act like a moron and you you do stupid stuff and you suffer for it Um, that you endure that with patience. He's like, no, no, no. It actually is awesome, um, the, the very second half of that verse, verse 20. But if when you do what is right and suffer for it, you patiently endure it for this finds favor with God. So um, the biggest thing here is like, look, he wants, God wants to make sure that all of our suffering, if and when it comes, and from whatever source it comes, and usually it comes from non-believers or believers who don't like us, um, your suffering as a believer should truly 100% come from persecution, either from other believers or from non-believers. Like, this is where you're suffering or, or simply because we're in a fallen world and it's the result of someone else's sin, but he doesn't want it to be the result of your sin. So that's why he's saying like, look, the suffering that I like would prefer you to go through is the suffering that you go through as the result of acting righteously and simply being in a fallen world. Like that's a reality that, but he wants the that the suffering to come from that. He wants if you're gonna hurt and if you have to to patiently endure something that's hard, he wants it to come because you walked righteously, not because you walked unrighteously. Because he's like, if you do, he's like, this is what finds favor with God. In other words, this is the thing God looks at and goes, Yes, like that's my heart. That's who I am. So all he's doing is calling believers to who they are in Christ, which is to say, we always walk righteously. We always walk in res- with respect towards all, regardless of how they treat us. So I learned this a long time ago. Like I treat everyone with respect. And again, I'm not saying I always do this. I'm saying that I strive and my goal in my heart is to always treat everyone with respect or honor, not because they deserve it, but because I deserve it. So when I, that might sound arrogant, but it isn't at all. I'm, I'm saying that like, because, because of who I am in Christ, I deserve honor and respect. Because of who God made me, I'm not saying that any kind of any kind of arrogance or like what I think I deserve or somebody else. I'm saying I am a new creation in Christ Jesus. I am born again, like Paul or sorry, like Peter says. I'm a, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, like a people for God's own possession. Because of that, I should be treated with honor. And therefore, I treat everyone with honor because of who I am, not because of who they are, because of who I am. So I want you guys to think about people say things like this well, I'll I'll give them respect when they treat me with respect. Well, that's the stupidest thing I ever heard. And it's not at all biblical. Like the Bible says, we treat people with respect because we are people of respect. You know, people say, well, I'll honor them when they honor me. Well, that is so stupid that's to play by the world's rules that we are not called to god says we honor them because we're a people of honor we honor them because honor matters to us because we because of who we are again every single thing in your walk with god is going to come back to your identity in christ everything is going to come back to who are you in Christ Jesus, which ultimately says, who is he? So if you know who he is, it tells you who you are, and then you act in accordance with who you are. So everything about us reflects who we are. So we are going to treat people with honor and love and respect, no matter if they're good, if they're bad, if they're holy, if they're unholy, if they're kind to us, if they're mean to us. And again, I want to say this to kind of wrap this up is please don't hear this as a reason to be a punching bag. I think some, you know, I've heard this be used in really weird ways where like a woman will come to pastors and leaders. I've actually heard this before. So this is in counseling sessions when I used to do counseling with, with couples and, and with people in general. Like I would hear this from some women in particular where, where they would come to a pastor and a leader and the pastor and they would come with a real problem like their husband is being really abusive you know i mean to i'm not saying they're having disagreements about things i'm not saying like that you know they're they're arguing about whatever like that's totally normal but i'm talking about like they, they they're being physically and or emotionally abused or spiritually abused and and these pastors and leaders have told them well you know just keep taking it you know the body the, the bible says just keep taking it and by your good behavior you know you'll change him and I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa! No, nobody should be sitting under abuse um, and and allowing themselves to be to be abused. Um, that's not okay. And so, especially people who you know, like women who are under sort of this authority of of a guy that's scary and intimidating. And you know, I've heard pastors actually tell them to stay with them, um, stay living in that house. And I'm like, you know what? There are situations where you've got to say no I can't stay here my kids are being abused I'm being abused I can't allow myself to stay in the situation it's unhealthy for us and so please pastors do not be using the Bible to justify abuse of a woman or children or even men I mean obviously men could be abused as well I'm just saying it's it's at least in my experience, is less likely. I'm not saying it doesn't happen because it does, but I'm just saying it's less likely, which is I'm referring to men and women, I'm sorry, women and children, because they're typically the ones who are under this kind of a situation. So again, again, we need to be in love and we need to know the scriptures and we can't use the scriptures to, to justify being jerks to everybody because we have freedom in Christ and we're awesome and we just say, I don't have to follow whatever you say. And the flip side, we don't want to use it to, to you know tell people to stay in abusive situations, we want to be walking in righteousness, where yes, we can sit under a boss who 's not holy and not righteous, and we still honor, and we still are respectful, and we still um, walk righteously again because we 're worthy of respect because of who we are, not because of who they they are and what they 're doing, because of who what, who we are and who we 're doing, but yet also have the wisdom and the understanding. To know that there um, sometimes comes a time when you um, um, when you you know need to get out of a situation. So let's just understand that. And again, with slaves in the South, obviously that kind any kind of slavery, especially like this, where people are forcibly captured, they're taken against their will, and they're purely captured based on how much melanin is in their skin or how curly their hair is, or like where they are in the world, like that's total insanity and that is demonic and evil. And praise God that, by the way, it was only believers, only believers who stood up at that time as abolitionists, at least the leaders were, um, who, they were on fire believers who said, this slavery is wrong. We cannot treat people like this, like this is sick and it is evil. And we need to work to to get it out of our land and to make sure this is illegal because this is horrible. We're treating people like, like, pieces of garbage it is it should be illegal and banned it is evil it's demonic and praise god we had believers standing up and using the word of god for how it's supposed to be used which is to bring freedom to people like once again we never use the word of god to keep people in slavery whether it's physical emotional or spiritual we jesus said i came to set the captives free right jesus said I came to set the captives free and to proclaim the favorable year of the lord so we need to be making sure that every word out of our mouths is setting people free, breaking off bonds and not putting more religious rules on them, putting more um, chains and more slavery around their necks, including this one. But it's simply saying this is who you are. Treat people with respect. Obviously, we use wisdom to say that, you know, when, you, when there's a, pla- a place in time where someone's being abused and they need to get out of that situation. And also to say, to say, look, like um, we're, we're we're you know we're going to submit ourselves w- when we should uh, in, in honor and love. And there's time when we're called to to rise up and say, no, this is not okay. So please let's let's apply the word of God how it should be, when it should be, and where it should be to free pre- people in Jesus' name. So I hope you hear this. I hope you hear where I'm coming from. Um, we're going to honor people no matter who they are. We're going to love people no matter who they are. We're going to respect them no matter who they are. Um, and especially if they're in authority over us, but really everyone in our lives, and also realize there comes a time when, when, when things are abusive and they're not healthy, and we need to leave those situations. So anyway, bless you guys. I hope this made sense. We're gonna continue going through Peter next, um, next time, and it's, it just gets more powerful from here, but I wanna just get into the word, get the heart of God and the word of God going forth in Jesus' name with fire and power and with education and understanding. So love you guys. I will talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Unleashed Ministries podcast. We pray you are blessed and encouraged by an encounter with the Father's love poured out through his word. If you would desire to bless this ministry financially, please visit www.unleashedchurch.org and click on the give link. Thank you.